Hello! Welcome to We're Doom Podcast. My name is Brandon McIntosh. I am the host of the show. My co-host here is with me, Tyler Shasma. How are you, Tyler? Howdy, Brandon. Um, I'm doing all right. We sorted through all the technical issues, and I think we're ready to roll. I know. I'm getting pretty sick of this, and I really want to go back to a studio. (laughs) I'm sick of the lags we have between this. Yeah. The internet's good, but it's not perfect. Especially when I'm stealing it from my landlord. I like I, I had clear conversations with my parents when I was talking to them from Australia and they were in Canada. But like this is ridiculous. What's going on? What's with that Otterville internet? Is it is it an off brand internet company or what do you got out there? I'm just I'm just deep in a hole. Deep in a swamp. <laughs> okay. There's no reception in the swamp. Hard in to the get swamp. the signal out there. Well, Internet's you know what? You, oh, did you freeze? Did I freeze? Your your face looks frozen, but I can still hear you. <laughs> still having technical difficulties. You froze with your finger in your nose. I, oh, that's that's not good. Don't take a screenshot. Shut off your video. If we just don't do audio. Okay, let's try that. I'm gonna turn off the video. You don't have to see me pick my nose anymore. And I was just scratching it, by the way. I can still see you. I guess uh, you just want me to watch from the darkness. All right. Me only seeing you. There you go. We know what each other. We know what we look like. Anyway. We're just hairier versions of ourselves. I think we can get into the show. We can get into the show. We're good now. But uh, you might get better internet soon. Because isn't Elon Musk, he's creating a whole link of satellites to travel the earth and bring, I guess, internet to places where there normally isn't. I think that's the point of his sky fleet. Oh, is that what his satellites are for? You just have to wait for his uh, his fleet to come over your house, and you'll get that strong internet. You can stream everything at once. So, how you doing out there, Tyler? You you said you got a mask. You're uh, you know, you're making your steps to enter the world again. You got yourself a good old hearty mask. Got a couple good masks, but uh, I still haven't used them yet because I still haven't gone anywhere, and. Uh... My girlfriend's used hers because she goes to the post office. But they're good masks. They're made out of cloth. They got good strings on them. I got a couple different ones so you can use one and wash them. So I guess if that's the new world, then we got to use masks. You could wash them when they're uh, when they get dirty. But at this point, like I'm, I'm still thinking I want to wait a couple, like wait for the next wave. I don't want to jeopardize things just yet. Oh, Tyler, but this might be your. This might be your only chance to get out there before the second wave hits, right? I can get by with what I'm doing. Well, what do you think? You think the second wave's gonna be like worse lockdown scenario, or are we just gonna keep doing what <laughs> we're doing? I don't know. You know, every, we're trying to help people escape. Everyone wants out. Doug Ford just announced they're gonna start letting haircuts happen again and opening some restaurants coming Friday. That's what they're gonna announce. So. I don't know. My opinion, I think it's a little too early still. You know, we the I think these lockdown efforts have done a lot to help, but we're not that good at locking down, right? Like people are still getting yeah. out. People don't give and a then shit. And that, now, now we have a thing. series of protests that have been happening. Not like not just the one that's happening now, which is for a great cause, but before this protest, there's there's protests before that, and there's protests before that, all during the COVID. I'm like, that's not helping any of it. And, like, are we even going to see a difference between the first and second wave, right? It's going to be a slight dip. Yeah, 
the next couple weeks are going to be interesting just because of the gatherings that have happened and people that need to gather and like what's going on is more important than COVID. It's like any deaths that happen now, like I said this earlier today, any deaths that happen now um, that are COVID related because of the police brutality protests, those are police brutality deaths in my eyes, I think. Yeah. Like, they, they shouldn't have gotten to this point where we need to fucking riot and protest because the, there needs to be a revolution. And there there is a revolution right now. It's just happening at the same time as a pandemic, which is that's, just the way hi- history works sometimes. Yeah, history we're seeing works that. this way. Yeah, it's it's so bizarre. So it's going to be interesting to see what the numbers are like in a few few weeks. But the coolest thing, the coolest thing about all the Black Lives Matter protests that you see is everyone is wearing masks. People are handing masks out. People are washing each other's hands, and they're trying to stay as safe as they can to have a protest during a pandemic, which is something that's fucking insane. It's an insane part of history we're in right now, and we're just doing this rinky-dink dumbass podcast, (laughs) and we don't know what we're talking about, but uh, everyone should fucking support Black Lives Matter. Donate to where you can and do what you can, and uh, fucking it's just the world's so insane right now. Like, fucking we're doomed because we're humans. Humans are fucking... The worst hate breeds hate. We have a lot to handle right now. There's so much going on. And yeah, absolutely. We, uh, Black Lives Matter uh, gets all of our support, obviously. We even had our own protests here in London. I'm from London. Unfortunately, I was working. Yeah, I didn't. I would have liked to go. I was delivering fruits and vegetables to people. But I got to drive through the areas a few times and I honked. And they got my honking support. That's the best I could do. But they're happy honks. They're like the quick little rapid honks. They're not, you know, I'm not going to draw out the horn. That's not a happy honk. You got to get the quick honks. And I know I could do more, but I was working and that's all I could do at the time. Well, what you can do is donate where you can and fucking always just keep the conversation going. That's the most important thing. Don't like let this fucking... Dumb shit keep happening. Keep the conversation That's going. right. Yeah, keep this shouldn't be like happen. everything else in the media, right? This shouldn't just yeah. disappear after a few weeks once the media gets tired of covering it. This is something... This is different from all the other Black Lives Matter protests that have happened. No, Everyone thinks just because they happen every few years and they didn't, like, kind of... Like, you don't hear about them for a while. It doesn't mean they aren't there. And every time yeah. one of these do happen, they make incremental changes towards something better. You know, we can't expect anything to change, like, just like that, right? We live in a very complex society, so you can't expect everything to change quick, but with a movement like this and a protest like this, we're going to make that change happen happen quicker than, than usual, I think. Well, I think it's it's gone on too long. It's got to fucking happen now. The change has to happen now. Like, I love seeing all these old monuments and statues of slave owners getting torn down and thrown in the river and people fucking calling shit out and spray painting all over the fucking U.S. and all over the world yep. because racism fucking shouldn't exist ever. And, like, we're not yeah. that far out, out of the woods so we got to make it fucking a new generation ass. You got to get to the rich white dudes in power and get them the fuck out of there and change the fucking system. 
So this That's revolution's right. happening right now. It's crazy. But uh I don't know. Shouldn't have got shouldn't have got to this point. Exactly. And, you know, humans are humans are classic at learning from their mistakes only after they happen. So something like this still existing is ridiculous in the same same way that we're all stuck in a lockdown during a pandemic is ridiculous because we knew it was yeah, going to happen it's eventually. Just, it's, so, you know, trying to trying to change yeah. everything after it already happened is, is kind of ridiculous. That's that sort of police brutality and police murder was going to spark it, outrage it has for the last fucking 10, fucking 50 years. But this fucking... If, if the same thing would have happened... Without a pandemic, we would be seeing the same sort of revolution, I can only hope. But what now is everyone's fucking brains are focused in on it. Everyone's at home thinking it. They can see it, and people are pissed off. People are fired up, and rightfully so. So fucking burn the city down. I've always been for burning cities down. Fucking burn them down. Start over, because shit's not right. But, uh... Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, there's protests happening before this, which is an insane contrast to the protests that are happening now. Because what were the protests happening before this? It was all those those redneck white dudes hanging out in their governor's house, not the governor's house, but the governor building with guns and just getting in everyone's face, getting in cops' faces, because they wanted everything to open again. They wanted their haircuts. They miss going to work. I, I get it. People are losing jobs. But, like, did you see any insane, like, uh, ta- police tactics there where they're beating up these protesters? You, you, they weren't firing tear gas at these dudes. They're walking around with guns. Yeah. You see what happened to people with guns at these peaceful protests? They just they just got annihilated. People are getting annihilated for just standing. It's sad. Just standing it's there. It's so fucking sad. It's, it's yeah, like. You gotta quit fucking... It should take fucking a lot longer to become a cop. You can't have fucking... You can't have psychopaths becoming cops and just fucking fired up jock douchebags that want... And racists, straight up racists becoming cops. Like, there should be a way bigger psych test that you have to take to become a cop. It should be years of training. Like, it's insane. Yeah, you should have to interview your family. It's like, so. <laughs> see what bumper stickers you have on your car. Like, what flag is flying in your window? Is it a Confederate flag? Like, there's so many warning signs. But, you know, a lot of these departments are so desperate for police officers. They're just like, you know, they practically advertise on billboards. Like, hey, you know, you can make some good money being a cop. It's like, why don't you come on in? All you got to do is sign up. Yeah. They, we'll just give you a gun. Being a cop is usually like a a last resort for somebody that doesn't know what else to do with their life and they're just a douchebag and they just want to become yeah. a cop. Like, we don't need police. Well, well, we can get, get rid of police altogether. Just fucking, just get rid of police altogether and train people that know how to deal with situations to deal with situations. Don't even call them police. Call them something completely different. Come up with a new fucking name. Get rid of fucking cops. Well, we can't, we can't, we can't throw them all away, all right? Or like, we have to point out there is I definitely amazing throw. police officers. I think you can get rid of them. There are real good police officers on the force, and you can see that by example, even though it looks kind of ridiculous. Nah, I don't you know, buy that shit. You know, if, they, you're, if you're a good cop, then you got to be stopping bad cops. So there's no good cops. Fucking all cops are bastards. Well, there's 
it's a lot harder than you think, especially no in a, you know, you're working with these guys all the time, and in, you know, yep. I'm sure good cops want to stand up all the time, but there's a chance they'll lose their job. Well, they don't want to. They that, don't want to take that chance. Like, and that's why I say you got to shut it all down. No cops at all. Fucking shut her all down. What what should we do? To have a peace patrol like in grade school? Yeah, some sort of peace patrol or some sort of fucking bunch of fucking psychiatrists, people that know how to deal with people's brains and defuse situations. And now, now don't you think there's going to be a, a large number of criminals taking this as an opportunity to get out there and rob banks and you know take things, do heists and steal cars? Lack of cops, no one's chasing them. They're the threatening ones now. Yeah. Someone's always going to take advantage of this. Well, you need somebody. You need some sort of system to take down bad guys like that. But it can't be fucking cops because we've the cop system has become that the cops are the bad guys now. No, we, like. Well, we don't have superheroes, Tyler. <laughs> we need somebody. You got to have someone to stand there. But like you said before, it's all about the training. You got to really vent who's going in like, this. You shouldn't be afraid to call the cops because of the color of your skin. Absolutely. That's that's something that needs to change. Because cops have fucking profiled people for years. So fucking fuck the cops. Need We need a new system of cops. Give them a new name. Yeah, so this whole idea, the whole idea of defunding the police, which is what the protests are really pushing now and uh, cities are really taking hold. I think LA announced they're going to be defunding their police force. Now I had to look up what this actually does and how it changes. It's like, how does not giving the police force money like help anything? But I didn't realize like, it's not just taking money away from the police it's taking that money and putting yeah. it into more programs, community programs that'll, that'll help people within their community you know, addiction support and mental health support. So you won't have these situations on the street where people are right. have nowhere to go and they're desperate. Using that money and for other services that so would that is hopefully, a good idea. you know, better help people than calling the police, you know? Yeah, sell some of that crazy police tactical yeah. gear they keep buying that they're using on people. Like, I don't know. We don't need that. We're not in a full war zone. Who, who do they think they're fighting, you know? Maybe if they're fighting those uh, those bo- boogaloos or whatever those dudes call themselves that wear Hawaiian shirts and have all the crazy tactical gear on too. It's like, yeah, maybe you're suited up for war to fight those dudes because they're the same. But that's not who they want to fight, which is the problem. They want to fight the unarmed, peaceful people that are just trying to yeah. bring change to everything. And like, how is that fair? Where do these people come from? Like, are these... What do you think, Tyler? You think some of these cops, like, there's always the joke that, oh, they were they were bullied in high school, and now they're they're taking their revenge out, or other way around, they were a bully in high school, and they want to continue that bully. Yeah, I think it makes them feel powerful. I think more of that. I think it's more just douchebags that want to keep feeling power over yeah. people. I've dealt with so many douchebag cops, <laughs> and it's just you I can think tell I think people that got dicks. bullied in school, yeah, people that get bullied either become Incredible artists or like high tech guys that just look down on all the bullies. Yeah, they they get out in their own way. They make their own fight. But yeah, these guys, like uh, for instance, there's one guy. I, um, I forget the city where he's from. Big fat cop. His name's Joey Baloney. His real name Joseph Baloney. Joey Baloney. <laughs> 
tell me, like, I feel like this guy might have been teased a little when he was a kid with a name like Tony, uh, Joey Baloney. Yeah, probably. Maybe. But he probably just became a big... Big, fat, white guy, too. You know, he could have been, like, uh, yeah, he could have been, like, a hero in his football team. This big, fat, white guy named Joey Baloney. That's a great name to chant. But this guy, this guy is going full on at the protesters. If you watch some of the videos, if you go to YouTube, type in Joey Baloney, I'm sure a lot of these videos will pop up. This guy's instigating so many of these riots. Like, where they're showing, you know, it's already heated. Protesters are, like, face-to-face -face with the cops. And here comes Joey Baloney, just bursting right through, making the first move every time. Fucking... Like, I feel bad. I feel bad because his name is Joey Baloney. Well, Joey Baloney is a piece of baloney himself. He's a fucking racist dick, probably. That's true. Get him out of here. That's good. No fucking... And if only more of these cops had, like, uh, goofy names like that, because it'd be easy to remember. Yeah, it would be. I don't know. All cops are goofy. They need to get out of there. Stupid cops. All right. Cops are goofy. Send out the psychologists. <laughs> See, I, I, I thought that would be an amazing idea, especially with people going to, like, crisis calls, wellness checks, yeah. you know, anything dealing with mental health issues. It shouldn't just be a cop going. It should be a cop and some sort of psychologist that's, like, trained within the police department. Somebody to, you know, to de-escalate situations. And hopefully those people can look over the fucking police or whatever to make sure they don't fucking, are like, the police, if a police is a fucking idiot, he's going to put a knee on a guy's neck and kill him. Like, we got to make sure it doesn't get to that. Like, yeah. that guy should never become a cop. Unless you're, like, an F FBI negotiator, not many police are trained. You know, I bet there is training for de-escalating things by just talking to people. But that's not the main tactic these guys are going to use, yeah, right? It... You know, and especially, it's the person getting the police called on them, if it is some kind of, uh, like, mental health crisis, and they see the police show up, that's not good either. Because they only think horrible things are going to happen. Exactly. Because you, you don't know what's running through their head. You don't know what situation you're walking into. And now these people are going to appear a lot more frantic than they might have been before now that you've showed up. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you've got, like, a, like somebody go in there who's, like, a psychologist. Just have this police stand in the back. And this person can, you know, have a talk, like, a one-on-one a -on -one with this person. It's like having a mini FBI negotiator with every, with every police officer. Yeah. That's what I think. I so instead know. of buying gotta be a, street gotta tanks be an way. and giant fucking water cannons to blast your public, why don't you just help them out? Bring a doctor with you. Have someone to talk to. Yeah. That's that's just my opinion, my idea. I think so. Guns, guns don't help anything. Get rid of the guns. Guns are not helping anything. I, th I, I just watched a video today of a, a, pro a guy in his car getting, well, he's getting attacked by people in the protests, you know, I don't know what escalated that, but he sh he shot a few people and they had to chase him through the crowd. Yeah. I don't know if he got arrested, but he ran directly to the police. And, and the police White and, the, guy, and the cops think they have that power to have a fucking gun and they can just pull it out and fucking just shoot people for walking in the park for going for a fucking jog, you know? Like, it's fucking yeah. stupid. It needs to stop. Burn it all down. T take the cops' guns away. You know, on the other end, too, like, not all these cops have a motive of, you know, just being racist and taking this person down and being powerful. 
I imagine there's a lot of pressure being a cop, and especially in certain places when you never know what's going to happen. Even with like a simple traffic stop, like, you know, there's, you don't know if this guy's just going to pull a gun on you. You have no idea what's going to happen. Like, I can imagine how stressful that job is, but man, like, you got to be able to handle that shit. Yeah, and you can't fucking... I'm talking, and I'm talking about... You can't profile people, you can't fucking judge people and use your fucking snap dumb white guy judgment. Because you're a dumb cop with a yeah. gun. And talking about psychologists and therapists talking to people, they should be talking to the cops. God, cops should be going to therapy, like, constantly. Yeah. You know, whether... you. You know, normally they send them after they shoot someone for the first time or something like that. Like, God, it's like, you know, there's pressure all the time. Does just not just because you shot someone like you should be able to go to therapy and get through these issues. You know, it's help helps when you talk about things. You don't you don't have all this pent up anger and all these issues. (laughs) And those are the people that should be talking. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. People need to talk more. That's for sure. Communication is tough in this world. That's right. Well, anyways, um, I hope these protests continue. The more, the more there is with the protests, the more change there will yeah, be. Hopefully, and th- things are looking good. Things are looking hopeful. It doesn't look scary or doomy at all with these protests. They're great. Keep, keep, it, keep up it up, and then and then get <clears> out <throat> there where you can and vote the rich white guys out of power. Get rid of all the rich white guys in power, and the, you'll see change then. Yeah, rich white guys. Uh, they, str- yeah, they're getting a worse and worse rep- reputation strong... all the time, <laughs> and it's good. We need a strong, just strong black woman in power would be great for the whole world, in the states and in every country. We... <laughs> every country that'd be good. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a few there's a few countries that um, like New Zealand female prime minister. Uh, I think it's Finland, one of the Scandinavian countries. Like all the head cabinet, it's all women. They're all young women too. They're in their thirties. It's like my God, that's gonna be awesome. <laughs> like, like finally diverting from the just just old white dudes. You just need people that are thinking properly, that want the best for the world, and aren't fueled by greed. It doesn't matter who it is. Or what gender they are, just as long as they're not fueled by fucking greed and hatred, because those two things have no place in fucking That's... politics or the world making the world a better place. Fucking get the greed yeah. and the fucking hatred, and uh, and then f- we certainly outnumber them, Tyler. I don't know. <laughs> or just fucking let the aliens come take over and do what they're intended to do. <laughs> we don't know what their intentions are yet. It might not be a good thing. They might be preparing us to eat us, Tyler. You don't know that. Whatever. They could be the one running all these fast food joints, getting us all fat. I don't know. I haven't been to a fast food joint in three months. I haven't been to a fast food joint in three months. This is probably the longest I've gone in years, for sure. I'm healthy. I'm feeling well, good. Well, that's I'm good. I... 128 pounds. Pure fucking energy. What? Well, well... What were you before? Were you were you more than that? I got up to like 140 there for a bit. I was putting on the fucking cheeseburger pounds. Oh, right on. Yeah, the, that'll that'll do it to you. Yeah, that's good. You'll make a difference. Yeah, you you notice the difference with all the healthy food in you and things. Your body acting different or what? Yeah, eating healthy and then going for a nice long walk every day. A couple walks a day, keeping active and. 
Uh, I got a bike more. I got the bike now. I got a bike more, but keeping active and yeah, I'm feeling good. I don't know. I still wake up feeling like death in the morning, but it could be from the forty bongs that I hit before I go to bed. <laughs> Four. That could be it. Forty. You're... That's a huge yeah, exaggeration. More like fourteen, but so you fuck. you don't count sheep. You just count bong hits. So I fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyways, we uh, we got talking there a bit about the second wave of COVID, but let's get into it a little more. So this is a big fear, you know, even very early on of this pandemic, before things got truly out of hand. You know, the very beginning of the pandemic, experts already started talking about a second wave, and uh, they think it's going to be inevitable, especially at this point, once they've seen how far this is spread around yeah, the world. It- it's it is gonna only going to be inevitable now when the second wave is going to hit and it's going to hit differently all over the world because all these countries in different places are, are facing like this globally threat. on a global yeah, scale. global scale. Everyone's going to hit it, but when and how is, uh, I think is going to be different depending on what country you're in and how well your country is dealing with this COVID thing. So I think Canada is doing a, Canada's up there with dealing it, still dealing with it very seriously. It's still in the news every day. Um, we still hear from our prime minister and our premiers all the time telling us updates. And that's great to hear. Um, like to the south of us, because of all these protests and everything, it's almost completely gone out of the news cycle. Anything about COVID at all. They, they don't even want to bother talking about it, you know, which is... <laughs> Which is terrible, because you were saying that, you know, these protesters, you know, at least they have masks, social distancing. I see, I think we're seeing a lot of that in Canadian protests. And a lot of the, a lot of the like American. New York, yeah. New York, California. Uh, but there is definitely a lot where there's none at all. There's not, there's no social distancing. There's no one cares in some of these places. And like, I get it. There's bigger things that. At the the fight for right now, but my God, that's gonna it's gonna be a very very bad second wave down there. And not only because it's, of protests, it's the amount of states that opened up early, you know, all the all the March break madness partying they were doing. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting for all of that for for the whole world. Like um, we're seeing uh, still rises in cases some places because of people getting together me too for and other things but like an actual full big second wave when do you think that's going to come like midsummer or like um well like i said uh, there's uh diff- the wave can happen in different ways um but there's basically three ways that this second wave could could happen um and this could be anywhere like I said, depends how you're fighting it. So really the first way it, it'll dip, you know, it'll dip low, but not low enough. And it'll, but it'll rise again, but just, you know, but not that high. So we'll, we'll see a small dip. That's if efforts, that's like probably what's going to happen in Canada, most likely, because we have been doing well with our lockdown efforts. So it'll be, it'll be a low dip and a low rise. Then there's the countries that'll be, kind of around the same so like it doesn't really dip that low or that high it doesn't really spike any way or another it just kind of stays the same mostly because you know 
they could not be doing much of a lockdown effort at all, or they're pretty lax about it. Then there's the big one that could uh, really happen anywhere, depending on uh, what this virus does and how this virus evolves or mutates. And because we're still learning about it, we don't know what kind of action it takes. But this third one is where everything will go in a big drop. Cases will drop. It'll seem like hope is just around the corner. We're almost there. And then come fall and winter, that second wave is going to hit like a whammy. And it's going to be way more devastating than the first one. Even when, even if we're prepared for it. Like, it's going to devastate us. Like, we thought this first one was bad. The second one, not just because it's going to be in higher numbers, but it there's a good chance it could have had time to mutate and change. And fight off anything we've already come up with to fight against it. That's see, the big worry. That's terrifying. Yeah. Like, that's terrifying to even, like, be going and doing anything right now. Like, if everyone would have just locked down and stayed locked down, do you think we would have been, like, avoided of a huge second scary wave, like what you're describing there? Because, like, I don't, I don't even know how you're fucking going out and delivering vegetables the way you are. I got people have to eat. You're a noble. You're a knight right now, Brandon. You're noble for what you're doing. I'm doing what I fucking, can. It's... It's scary. Because the second wave is scary. They're and I'm not... being careful. I'm doing what I can. Like, I, at... Like at first, when I was doing these deliveries, I wasn't wearing a mask because I wasn't, I wasn't really meeting anyone. I just drop it on the patio and leave. But every once in a while, there's someone standing there waiting, someone that wants to talk to me, or, or like I walk up a driveway and all of a sudden there's a kid right yeah. there. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I don't know if these people expect me to have a mask, but so I brought a bandana with me to the other work. I'm like. I'll have it around my neck, and if I see people on the driveway or something or on the patio, I'll put it on. And sure enough, I do that and walk up to this old lady's house with my box, wearing all black, the black and red bandana and sunglasses, and the look on her face said, this is a home invader. He's coming to kill me right now. <laughs> yeah, but so I'm like, okay, had... I need to rethink the bandana. No, yeah, you should get yourself an actual mask. A good one. Yeah, I ran out of the paper ones. I had a little stack of those, and I ran out of those. But, I, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to get one like yours. Yeah. Do you have a cool one? Does it have, like, a logo on it or what? Like a punk rock band? No, I just got a plain black one and a plain gray one. But uh, they're good. But, yeah. yeah. Man, I thought for sure you get, like, a Ramones face mask. No. Maybe I'll throw a patch on it. Maybe I'll throw a Ramones patch on it. If we're going to have to wear masks and include them with the rest of our attire, we might as well make have fun with it, right? You might as well oh, yeah. add your own designs, but put some jewels on there. Like It's not a fa- no, mask or a fashion statement, but you might as well make them one. They are, though. I've seen a lot of fucking fashionable ones and people putting their logos and their designs and trying to profit off of them. Anybody that's selling stuff right now is probably selling a mask with their logo on it. Which is cool. My God, we we should be Make doing some we're doomed uh, some we're doomed face masks. We could do we're that'd be face very masks. appropriate for the time. That'd be profitable. That, I was thinking of doing some we're doomed uh, painted rocks. Like if you go on hikes right now, you'll see all these people make these cute little painted rocks that say "Have hope" and "Canada loves you." And I just want to put like "We're doomed" and "We're all gonna die," <laughs> but with like smiley <laughs> faces, of course. Yeah, 
No, that's that's good merch. Rocks and masks. Rocks and masks. Uh, yeah, thinking outside the box here. But uh, no, I, I'm worried for a second wave. But I do hope that we can kind of get back to work and do get back to life kind of as it used to be. But if a yeah. uh, second wave comes that locks us all up again, at least we're kind of ready. That's right. And I feel like I, even if the government, you know, there's articles all the time about a second wave, um, people don't much focus on them, but if the government actually came out and addressed it, like they do everything else saying there's going to be a second wave, we don't know how bad it's going to be, but prepare to be, to go back into lockdown again. Like people are not going to like that. Like people are barely able to like deal with lockdown now as it is like, yeah. You know, no, people are afraid. People's fears are the biggest thing right now that's keeping them, like, making them do things. People are going out and living their regular lives because they're afraid to not do that. Um, yeah, they don't, they don't know. They don't have another choice. They don't know what else to do. And I get it. But I think the biggest scare and uh, is would be the economic damage that a, a second major lockdown would do. Yeah, because if this thing comes again in a second wave and it looks so much worse, and we have to go into lockdown. That's like if we haven't seen the worst of the economic damage from the beginning of this pandemic till now. Like, no, like there we've seen it just drop and drop and drop. But I don't think the full implications have really hit yet. What it's done to our economy and the world economy, and having the world have to plunge into a second lockdown again would be insanity not only just for the economy and all of those businesses that were barely able to survive this first wave are just going to be gone and there's going to be so much more unemployment there's going to be so much more unrest like you think these protests right now are crazy like wait till they all start merging into one because they realize like there's no money there's no jobs and our government can't take care of us anymore like, at least in Canada, we're, like, the government's doing everything they can to help their people by, you know, giving them money and just, like, making sure they're able to, like, still live a life and be able to put food on their tables and pay their bills and not have to worry about it when the states is just barely doing a goddamn thing. And they have some crazy number of, like, 32 million unemployed, and that's only going to get worse. And if a second wave comes, like... This is one revolution happening uh, with the Black Lives Matter, which is very important. But when you have, like, the next major protest happening, when it's going to be about, like, like, we have no food left. We have no jobs left. We don't have anything. We're being kicked out of our homes. We're having our cars repossessed. And it's going to be happening to middle-class Americans. That's when you start seeing billionaires' houses burned down the treasury department burning down in the states that's when all that's when it's going to get truly chaotic unless those billionaires step up and put some money where it could actually help they won't they won't they won't they won't they would no no they're hoarders no, they're hoarding billionaires that money. Do anything they're hoarding it yeah there's only one reason they have that much money tyler is because they have it. they're hoarding it to hold they're, it how many? You're absolutely right. How, they how could many? Do so much to help. Brandon, how many billionaires out there? Because how many billionaires are there? There's only a few, right? But how many billionaires do you think actually have like a Scrooge McDuck pool full of fucking one dollar coins? 
Um, there's probably a few. There's probably a handful. It might not all be coins. There's probably some notes. Pool of money somewhere just to have it. I feel like you would not be able to dive into a pool of money. I feel like you would just fall flat like you would on cement because it's you pile up coins like there. It's heavy. You're not just going to dive through it like it's water. Like get paper notes. At least it has some buoyancy. You're, You're not right. just injuring yourself on your own current yeah. on your own money. <laughs> it's like billionaire breaks his neck right. diving into a pool of, that. of coins. <laughs> <laughs> that never happened to Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Oh. Damn. Cartoons. So there's um, two thousand and ninety-five billionaires worldwide. You wanted to know how many billionaires are out there are out there. That's how many there are. Okay. It's been a it's been a few episodes since we've done uh, my favorite segment, which is uh, picking a random page from the guide to field is uh, picking a random page to the field guide to extraterrestrials. Uh, my favorite book, but that book has been in the studio, which I haven't been to in a long time for a while. So I got a brand new alien book here that I've discovered some, just some great stories in here that uh, I'd like to discuss. This book's called uh, Passport to Magonia by Jacques Vallée. It's from folklore to flying saucers. So this is a fun one. This is a guy, he's trying to... Uh, Sounds like it's... He's trying to connect the alien abduction experience to uh, mythology experienced and, f- and folklore experienced uh, throughout the world. So, you know, fairies, goblins, little green men, gnomes, sprites, all those fun little fairy, ter- fairy tale characters. All those fun fairy tale characters uh, might just be aliens. Or aliens might just be fairy tale creatures. Either way, they're uh, they're very similar. So this book, this guy's collected all kinds of accounts, dating back to the medieval times all the way to the '60s, which is when he wrote this book. So I'm just gonna cover two of these stories that happened: uh, one in France, one in Wisconsin. So the first one in Wisconsin, uh, this guy, he's a 60 year old chicken farmer, Joe, Joe the chicken farmer. So he's out there, he's tending his chickens. As you do as a chicken farmer. And uh, sure enough, what does he see? He sees this bright chrome-like disc just floating above his property. Just like 20 feet up. Just right there. Like as high as his roof. And you think that this thing is just extremely shiny. And as he, he's watching this thing, it slowly comes to a, 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 comes to a landing position. And sure enough, some little people come out. Now, he doesn't describe them as, like, gray aliens or what you typically see. He basically described them as a bunch of strange-looking Italian guys that were really short. Now, I think we've done uh, uh, an eyewitness account before where this person claims to have seen short little Italian people. It's like, what do the Italians know that we don't? But anyways, this chicken farmer, he sees this thing come down. He sees these strange little... Italian-looking guys in green suits uh, pile out, and uh, they start talking to him. And after a while, they uh, they ask him if he's hungry, if he wants something to eat. And, like, I don't know, most alien encounters that I read about, they're not really asking if you're hungry. They don't really care how you're feeling for the most part. But these aliens... They don't, they don't feed you too often. No. 
But these they don't usually have a have a snack ready. But the, this guy said he could see inside Maybe the ship. These are just friendly aliens. I know they're just you know, you know. Remember when you were a kid and you had to go door to door and sell chocolate bars for your school? Maybe this is like the same thing. They're just going around and like handing out their their wafers. Because I guess uh, Joe he he saw one of these creatures approach him with uh, with a few what looked like cookies. So he took the cookies and he, he took a bite out of one. And he said it didn't taste too good. It tasted pretty bland. It's like a wait like one of those wafer thins like rice, one of those rice crackers. Just doesn't taste like anything, right? But he could see inside the ship, and there was some right. kind of device they were using to bake these cookies. And like this sounds like a wild story. Real, real dry. Yeah, yeah. Real dry cookies. Yeah, it's like do you got any milk? Got any milk with those cookies? They're pretty dry. Got any uh, like cream cheese I can put on them? I don't think they had cream cheese. Space milk. But uh, this is the first instance I've ever seen of uh, aliens just giving food to people. I didn't think they ate. And like maybe they don't. Maybe they just know that people eat and they're just trying to accommodate us by making us food. But it sounds like terrible food. Maybe they picked up an oven in the town over. They're like, we're going to give this thing a try. You know, try to be hospitable. Yep, and uh, we'll just pick up this. Have some cookies. Yeah, like, look at that guy with his chickens. Let's go see if he wants any of these cookies. But uh, this guy, like, it didn't end here. Nice aliens bring you some cookies. Like, it's not like this guy, you know, just ate the cookie, waved goodbye. Like, he was a little freaked out by the situation, as you as you would be. So after these aliens left, uh, he, he still had two that cookies. Wouldn't. And the one he didn't finish because he, he, he didn't like it. And uh, I don't know if I'd trust space cookies. You know, you know I, I like space cookies, if you know what I mean. But actual cookies from space aliens, I'm not sure about. Would you eat a... You'd try them? I'd try them. I'd try them. Uh, would you, I would totally try I feel them. Like it would, I feel like it'd be so disappointing, though, too. Especially if you ate the cookie that this guy got. Which, like, he essentially said it tasted like dry wheat. I guess the gestures there. Maybe they're (laughs) gluten-free. That has gluten, though. Wheat is gluten. They're trying hard. Mm. Well, with all those crop circles, maybe they're they're picking up some of that wheat that they're crushing. It's the only ingredient they have to work with. Yeah. Well, anyways, this guy ended up going to the police. Um, Military got involved. They actually brought this to this cookie to a lab and tested it. Now there wasn't anything strange in it. It was all like normal ingredients. It was buckwheat to be specific as the main ingredient. So they don't know what the hell's going on. You know, this guy's a, you know, the, the police that were involved, the guy said they, they've known him for 14 years. He's just a simple old chicken farmer. Now he's talking about getting cookies from space aliens. Like, uh, like what's happening there? Is he, is he, I guess you'd suspect he's going senile, but at the same time, like that's, you know, these occurrences happen. There's normal everyday people see something wacky, and never again. But it changes your life, and I can't wait, can't wait to eat some space cookies. Yeah, at least this guy got a cookie. That's right. So that's a pretty wild story. Uh, second one comes out of France, happened in the early '60s. Another farmer. Aliens don't want to leave these farmers alone. This guy, he, he's going out to his, uh, I, what does he have? Lilac? I think he has a, I'm trying to think of the flower. It's a purple flower. Lavender? Yeah. 
He's a lavender farmer, so he's going out to his lavender field. Lavender. Lavender's yeah. purple. Beautiful pink flower or purple flowers. And uh he goes out there and he sees what he thinks is some kind of machine parked out in the middle of his field. And as he gets closer, he's starting to think it was some kind of military craft, like whoever it is, they're gonna tell him to get the hell off my land. You're crushing my damn flowers. So he gets out there. By the time he's about twenty feet away, he realizes like this is not this is not what I thought it was. And it looks it's like this egg shaped craft, you know, quite small, you know, big enough to fit maybe two two small people. And I had like six legs sticking out for a landing pad. And uh, as you look closer, you can see two little dudes just bent over. He said they were both wearing these uh, these one-piece suits with belts that had all kind of lights going on. And they were looking at the flowers, and they were picking flowers. And all of a sudden, they saw him looking at them, and they pulled out a device, and they, they hit the button, and the guy froze. He was completely paralyzed. Ah, time freezing. So... They had the, uh, so they, this gave them the chance to get back in their egg-shaped ship and uh, take off back into space with their lavender plants. But uh, what they forgot they to do They took some was, flowers with them? They did. But what they forgot to do was unfreeze the farmer. This guy was out there for two hours, frozen in place, he said. He said the only way he defeated his paralysis was by squeezing, he had a set of keys in his hands. He was squeezing them as hard as he could until he slowly gained, like, uh, the ability to move again. It's like, can you imagine, like, those aliens? It's wow. like, it's like when you leave the house, and you're like, did I leave the oven on? Did we leave the oven on? And they're like, they're already mm-hmm. leaving our solar system. They're like, did we unfreeze that guy? I'm pretty sure we unfroze him. It's, it's okay. <laughs> but that's a pretty well, we're sweet we're not turning device. around to see if he's still frozen. Yeah, yeah, it's way yeah. too far. We gotta get these lavenders back. It's Alien Mother's Day. That's funny. They just picked lavender, froze a guy. All right, man. Well, those are our alien tales. Oh, those are enjoyed it. Hope encounters. Encounters. Yes, I hope. uh, I did enjoy. You guys enjoyed that. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Uh, Uh, There'll be a new episode next week, as always. Be sure to review us on iTunes to give us good ratings and reviews and uh yeah if, if if you got your own opinions on how the world's ending and why you think we're wrong or you want to fight us we'll uh we'll meet you behind the school at three o'clock but no just kidding you want to yeah you want to talk to us leave your comments we'll, we'll mention them on the air we'll get into a debate yeah. so uh we're doomed. We're doomed. Remember that we're doomed, and uh, see you the next. See you the next time.